Hi, welcome to BizQuick. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And on the phone today, we have Erica Rothenberger. She's located outside of Philadelphia, and she wears a lot of hats from being a mom to being a wellness entrepreneur to even being a civil engineer. She's going to talk to us today about time blocking and social media management. That's right. You're listening to BizQuick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. BizQuick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Hi, guys. So excited to be on today. Thanks for joining us. This is great. It's really, really nice to get a chance to talk to you because you're kind of a wonder woman. Sort of do it all, Erica. Let's start with just talking to us about how you approach scheduling out your day or your week or your time. Are you doing it on a day-by-day basis? Do you look at it from a big picture perspective? How do you do it? Yeah, so great question, Julie. I just, I want to say that, you know, Time is so valuable. Obviously, we can't go out. We can't buy it. We can't produce it. So we have to really keep it as such a precious commodity. And I try to look at it each day and try to use it to the best extent that I can. And, you know, that isn't always easy, right? Always trying to find that time. But I'll say that a couple of things that have worked really, really well for me is Sunday. I always take at least an hour to look at my entire week. Everything from the kids' football games to when a daycare drop off and pickups going to be, um, to when, you know, what dinners we're cooking that week to when dentist appointments work has to fit in my side hustle, all that sort of stuff. And really look at blocking it. And I use a calendar. I use actually just outlook and everything gets color coordinated and I'm able to really lay out my weeks. And as silly as this sounds, my husband and I actually send each other outlook appointments and maybe that could include even a date night, but making sure we're making a priority and defending that time. Cause I think what happens is time can get eaten up and gobbled so quick from you unless you're really defending that time. So my piece of advice is that if you know that you're a better mom, you show up better in your business, you show up better in aspects of your life, then defend that time. Say it's, hey, listen, if I get that workout in every day, I know I'm going to show up better in that capacity. Find that time. Um, and I have a routine. I think routine really helps us as humans. I love to get up really early in the morning. I typically am up by like four, four thirty, and I do my gratitude. I do my affirmation. I make sure that I start my day in that good headset, um, and knowing what that day looks like and reviewing what the schedule looks like that day, making sure I get my workout in before before my kids even get up. So I don't have an excuse not to do it later in the day. Um, and that really has helped me. And I've just been programmed that way. It wasn't always easy, uh, but it allows me to fit in all of the things that I want to fit in in a day. And some people say, Erica, you get done more in a day than I can in an entire week. And it's just, you know, making that time um, and really b- making sure that each of those hours of where they need to be spent are spent the way that you want to spend them to bring you to that next level. Perfect. That's great advice. And Erica, I would love to be able to just look at my calendar and know that that's everything that's going to happen that week, but knowing full well that things come up, how do you deal with just the unknown? 
Yeah, that's a that's such a great question, right? Those pivots, like when school calls me and says that like my son got sick and I have three meetings that I need to happen. And they're like, well, ma'am, your you know, son has a 102 fever or something, right? We've all been in certain predicaments that way. Um, and I think it's really getting ahead of my schedule sometimes is saying, okay, what can I front load so I can create more of that ease, but also looking at my schedule and giving myself grace during the week. And if I realize that every hour on the hour, I'm trying, and that's why I look at my schedule on Sunday, that I'm trying to plan too much and I don't have some of that downtime in between or some of those nights where I'm saying, hey, listen, I have to say no to this. Um, it's, it, one thing goes wrong during the week and it feels like you've destroyed, you know, your entire week because now you feel behind on everything else. So I think creating almost a contingency plan, finding pockets of the week that if, okay, X doesn't get done on Wednesday. It can get done on Thursday because you do have some free time to be able to do so. It's always easier said than done because there's unexpected things that come up that can completely throw off our schedule. But I would say all in all, just try to defend, you know, find those other pockets of time where you haven't scheduled anything. Um, so you can do the task that maybe you didn't get done because something came up. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, who's done this where you just put, you put fake meetings on your calendar just for that reason. So you can have time to yourself or you're like, Oh, well, I can cancel this meeting because it's not real. Um, yes. so that's, that's a little piece of advice that I have for everybody. Yeah. That's <laughs> we, we all do that. I, yes. I schedule meetings with myself all the time. You said a couple of things that I loved, especially the part about giving yourself grace on your schedule. I think that's so important. And so many high performing people just get really wound up around making sure they're staying on schedule or staying on task. So that giving yourself grace is really important. One area that people, and maybe I'm the only one, but I don't think I am, tend to get really lost and lose hours of the day, email and social media. And just bear, losing time in that. What do you, what's your advice for small business owners on being able to keep that in control? That's such a good question. I will say that that used to gobble up my time that every time I heard the ding or I knew there was a new message, I went to check it. And something that I've deliberately started doing is to block, just like time blocking any other aspect of your day, what are the days that you're going to go or what are the hours of the day you're going to go and check your emails? And I know that if I'm checking them every time they come in and responding, it's, you know, go stop, go stop, go stop. And it's, it's this, like, it's very reactive. If I wait an hour and say, Hey, listen, from 11 to 12 today, you know, I'm going to, I have it on my calendar to make sure that I'm like checking up with like emails and following up. I'm so much more effective. And many a times I don't even need to reply to the email because there's someone else that was CC'd on it that already took care of it. Um, and so I really find that in same thing with social media, we can all get, believe me, including myself can all get in the abyss of the endless aimless scroll, right? You go to check one thing and now all of a sudden 30 minutes later, you're like, okay, well, they, Facebook knows I want, need a new pair of sneakers and I know what everyone's doing this afternoon and you know what someone had for lunch. And um, I think we can all be guilty of that. So especially from a business perspective, if you're looking at doing you know, income producing activities that are really important for your business is making sure you start in those locations. Um, and when I say that, so for instance, if you're replying to messages, start there. Don't start on your main Facebook 
scroll or same thing with Instagram, your main feed, go and answer your, you know, um, your clients first, take care of business. And then if the time allows and you're going to interact with other people, uh, be able to do so at that time. I think it's so important for people to remember to take the approach of being hyper aware of what requires your attention versus what you want to just get yourself sucked into, right? And really when you're in a time crunch focusing on where do I need to respond versus where do I want to spend my time kind of goofing around. Absolutely. And I think it's also really important to know like, hey, listen, not everything's an emergency. And sometimes when people are building their businesses, if they see you reacting within three minutes and maybe they're coming to work with you or they're your client, they may say, is this the type of person I always, do I always have to be like on that, on it, on it, on it. So sometimes it's good to like, sometimes it's good to let things wait too. And, um, in a, in a healthy way, I don't mean like wait to respond to a client, you know, th five days later, but, um, you know, nothing's truly of that dire important that it has to be taken care of that, that minute. Since you have your, your hand in, in so many projects and you've got your family and personal life and all of that to take care of, what advice do you have for people on delegation? Because you can't do it all. Yes. I actually remember, if I rewind, probably about six or seven years ago, um, right, I guess I was just had had my son. And I remember being at a convention and it was actually like a women's empowerment convention. And I ended up going out to dinner with just these, this great group of women who didn't, I didn't know well, but were probably at least 10 or 15 years older than me. And I remember sitting down at the table and at that point I felt like I needed to do everything, right? Like I needed to make sure that like, you know, um, I was the one like working and then cleaning the house and making sure the Christmas cards got stamped and all, all this sort of stuff. And I would put all this pressure on myself like, well, you know, I don't deserve to, to get other help. And I remember sitting there at that conversation and I remember saying like, ah, oh, you know, I was leaving like on an airplane on that Friday and being like, I have to go home and clean the house tomorrow. And they're like, what? Like, why wouldn't you outsource that? Like, I, I knew it wasn't going to bring me any joy. And they're like, you deserve to hire a house cleaner. If like, that's something that doesn't bring you joy and gives you anxiety about like having to do for five hours on a Saturday, go and outsource it. And I will tell you that I've done that ever since. And, you know, making sacrifices some maybe somewhere else financially, but being able to say, Hey, listen, what is my time worth? And if you're building a business, if you're a small business owner, I am a wellness entrepreneur. I have my own business on the side. I work really hard to build that. What is my time worth working with two new clients or cleaning my house? And what am I good at? And what does bring me joy and trying to really assess that. And I don't mean outsource absolutely everything. Um, but I do think prioritizing and what are the things that you can do? And it may be something as simple as like saying, Hey, listen, I don't have to bake homemade brownies for the, the school function. I'm going to buy them and it may cost me $5 more, but it's going to like save me the stress and like the, Oh, I'm not going to, you know, be able to get it done. Um, then trying to say, Hey, listen, I'm just going to show up like Betty Crocker because it's what I'm supposed to do because it's on Pinterest. Right. Um, and I think that's a really important aspect, especially, um, you know, especially anyone with, with kids and parents. For small business owners out there, pension pennies is almost a hobby. So what would you suggest or how would you advise them to go about determining what their time is worth? 
so that yeah. they estimate, oh, I can then, you know, I can spend this money because I can make more somewhere else. Yeah. Well, you know, Corey, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you always have to say, okay, what do I need to spend now to make more money in the future? Right. And sometimes that may seem like a big sacrifice, but what is my goal and what am I looking to build? And what is the potential if I can give my, my small business five more hours of devoted income producing activities versus five hours doing some things that don't mean as much to me or, but need to get done. Right. Um, and I don't think there's a direct math equation you can do. I don't think there's a direct correlation. I think you really need to think of yourself and say, what are my ultimate goals this year? And how am I going to get there? And if I can spend five hours more every single week, is it going to bring me closer or further from that goal? And is it worth the sacrifice of, say, the $100 a week to, to have something outsourced? Erica, yes. I'm curious. You mentioned not having time to do it all. And so sometimes you'll buy the brownies instead of making them. You are a civil engineer. You have your own side hustle that you work really hard at. You're a mom. You're a wife. You're a friend. Do you ever get mom shamed? Oh, <laughs> every day. And I think it's like, it's like, like a double-edged sword, right, Julie? Because I think the way that I look at it is, you know, a lot of uh, small business owners or just anyone who's entrepreneurial, this, that, they fill their plate with a lot of stuff, right? And I do that a lot. I'm guilty of that. But I also know that's what like propels me in a lot of ways. And it's ironic because some, sometimes I'm like, am I filling it too full? But at the same point, I know that's what kind of drives me forward. Um, and I think that sometimes like this morning, perfect case and example, I had to be at a six o'clock AM meeting. You know, I wasn't able to put the kids on the bus. I wasn't, I got, I, I felt bad that, you know, my, my husband was handling, you know, everything this morning on his own and he had an eight o'clock call to handle. And, um, but also saying, okay, well, where can, where can I help on the back end? Right. Like after this, like making sure, like I get, gets my daughter early for pickup and do this and do that. So I just try to give, again, going back to that whole grace theme is being like, Hey, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm never going to be perfect. And I'm always going to feel like I'm going to, there's different levels that I have to make sacrifices. Um, but I think a lot of that showing my kids other things by not always being there for them, them learning more independence, them realizing that like, you know, my husband was just fine this morning. I mean, I did get a picture of my daughter and her hair. I don't know if it got brushed, but she got to school, like, right? And so in the grand scheme of things, like, you know what? Like, I noticed that, but I'm like, okay, do, Erica, be quiet. Do not say anything. Like, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I think, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a give and a take, but I would be lying to you to say that I don't have that mom guilt a lot about different aspects of my life. We wanted to take a quick break to tell you more about SB Pace, the small business consulting company that makes this podcast possible. SB Pace, which stands for Small Business Planning, Advising, Coaching, Expertise, focuses solely on helping small businesses and entrepreneurs. Are you looking to start a small business of your own? SB Pace can get you up and running with a solid foundation that's built to last. Are you an existing small business in a slump or just looking for ways to improve what you do? We can help with that. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? SB Pace is the partner you need. You can find out more about SB Pace and what we have to offer by visiting our website, sbpace.com. 
I'm sure. And you kind of have to choose your battles, right? You've got your husband helping doing these things. And so to then go back and say, well, did you actually brush her hair? Kind of feels, you know, a little... Might start an argument. Yeah, might right. start unnecessarily. Because <laughs> I mean, really, the end of the day, who cares if her hair was brushed? And she's, you know, she's, she's what? She's four? Yeah, she just turned four. I mean, I was going to ask why there wasn't a bow in her hair, but then I thought I was really going to like, I may be sleeping in the doghouse tonight. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's, uh, this is probably a really good place to transition into talking about your social media skills because your social media skills, you, I don't know many people who have the ability to get engagement like you do and seemingly all of your posts are very much about your family or about, you know, things that you're doing at your house or they're, you know, on this, you know, more personal side, but you're able to work in your side hustle into that on a lot of occasions. And just wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about what, how do you do that? Where did you learn that? And what tips can you give other small business owners for doing that? Yeah, that's, that's, I can't say it came naturally, Julie. And I think a lot of, a lot of us that watch people on social media, watch people like there's people that I think do it, you know, way better than me. And I watch and I'm like, how does, how does he or she do that? Um, I do think it's like anything else that comes with practice. Right. But I think the most important thing, regardless if you are selling um, a product, if you're selling consulting services, if you're selling, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever business that you're in, people are buying your business for you. They want to know you. They want to like you. They want to trust you. And that really needs to come from attraction marketing um, and not trying to be attractive, but allowing people to be attracted to you by the good days and the bad days. And I'm not afraid to put on there like that, you know, uh, the broken shoelace syndrome happened today, or I spilled the milk or my kid went to school, like with like her hair, not brushed or, you know, but also being able to share, um, some of the good stuff too, and be able to weave that in, in a way that you're also vulnerable and real. And one suggestion that I can give to anyone that does do a lot of things on social media, your business is really start utilizing your stories, right? Because your posts are phenomenal. Um, but your posts on average, I think, and again, please don't quote me on this, get like 7% of your viewers actually see your posts. But stories, because not as many people do stories, um, and now there's reels on Instagram, much, many more people are seeing that. And the stories, what I like to say is kind of like a play, right? So they get to see the beautiful, like, hey, it's coming, you know, on your wall with your posts. What's like things that are happening, you can articulate it and you can put the greatest picture in there. But your stories are all the bloopers that happen in between in your life. And that's when someone really gets to know you and they can see that your kitchen isn't immaculate and that your kids can be wild and crazy. And I'm not afraid to share that in the background because I want people to know that that's a real part of my life. And those are the type of people that I want to attract into my business that aren't afraid to be vulnerable and, and real and share that sort of side of it. Where's that sweet spot though, between being too personal and not personal enough. For instance, mm. sometimes I just want to learn about your product and I could care less about your family. Yep. And I think, so I think it's, it's, it's just like anything, um, you know, 
having your eggs in different baskets, right? And being able to weave in those different aspects. So, you know, I may decide, you know, two or three times a week to do a post directly just about my kids and then two or three times a week directly about my business and two or three times a week, you know, and it's, I can't say so most of my posts, people are like, do you schedule all your posts? Do you plan them all up front? I don't, I do it. What really comes naturally to me. And, um, because I feel much more authentic doing it that way. Um, but I will say that you don't want to saturate in when I go on some people's posts and or pages and the last 32 posts they've done is about their cat. I'm not a cat person. And so instantly I'm just like, oh, well, that's, not, we don't really like, I don't know if we're going to be able to have like any like real, like, not that I don't like people that have cats, nothing against cats. It's just me personally. Like, but if that's all I see on your feet, I'm like, tell me more about yourself. Like, do you live at the beach? Do you live in the mountains? Like, like, I think people want to see all aspects of your life. Um, and I'm not saying that you have to get super personal, but being willing to share different aspects of that. For instance, with my wellness business, I'll show people in my stories about my kids and I making a shake after dinner instead of making ice cream. Like, because that's what we do sometimes. And like, people are like, cool, I could like find something new, but it's not buy me now, sell me now. It's they're attracted to say, Hmm. I wonder if my kids would like that. Cause I would, that would be a much healthier solution. Do you have a goal to take your side hustle and turn it into your permanent hustle, your full-time hustle, or do you want to keep both of them going? You know, that's, that's been a question I ask myself a lot. Um, I have such a passion um, for both. Um, and I, I keep waiting for the exact sign of when, when I will make that transition. Um, and I say when, because I do think that it will happen. But for now, I feel like both of them, I feel like I've actually become more effective in both of them because I, it's like anything. I think when you do anything too much, going back to the eggs in one basket, if you put them all in one basket, you can get exhausted. You can overanalyze things. You can think about it to the nth degree. And I think having diversity, especially for my personality, works really well. So people will say, okay, so one minute you have a hard hat and steel toe boots on. The next minute you're sitting around a board table. The next minute you're helping someone with their wellness products and, you know, giving them energy and vitality. And the next minute you're a mom. And I'm like, yeah, kind of, um, because that's what works well for me right now. Um, but I have the full capacity. I feel so blessed that with my quote unquote side hustle, you know, I'm able to make a six figure income every year doing it on the side. And I love showing other entrepreneurs how to do that. Right. And being able to have a diversification of income. My husband and I have always been a big proponent of that. We both work full time. We have real estate. We do, you know, the wellness business. We have a lot of different ways of, of revenue. And what I love about that is that if any point, one of those capacities or one of those facets doesn't bring us joy anymore, it doesn't fulfill us, we can walk away from it and, um, and have other fast, like other, you know, areas that it's coming in. Yeah. The diversification is so important, especially, I think we've learned that this year in 2020, right? With so many people kind of watching their incomes just collapse this year, um, having additional revenue streams is really important. And hopefully that's a lesson that a lot of 
um, entrepreneurs and small business owners have have learned this year and are doing something about. You have one more revenue stream that we haven't talked about yet. One more thing that puts you in the superwoman category. You wrote a book. Let's talk about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was one of my goals. And I happened actually during COVID. So it's so funny. I've heard people like with COVID, they've gone back and started like an instrument, like uh, taking lessons on an instrument or learning a second language or doing like things. Well, one of my goals was to get this book published and it's called You've Got This Boss Mama. And not to be mistaken with being a bossy mama, but being a boss of your own destiny. Because uh, I can be known as bossy. So I, I don't take offense if, if anyone ever calls me that. Um, but what I will say is that really controlling your own destiny, I think sometimes there's such a designation, well, I'm either going to be a mom or I'm going to be, you know, all these other things, right? Like corporate or side hustles or business owners and being able to maneuver both. And um, I just, I was so passionate about sharing my own story as well as other women's stories in the book, um, how, how they maneuver it and how they do it and how there's some days that like you barely like wonder how you got through the day and like you, you know, have, you're lucky that you even have the same two shoes on. And then there's other days when you feel like you were like king, king of the, you know, queen of the mountain and you could just, you know, take anything on. Um, and just reminding again, I think woven throughout that book is that our, all of our journeys look different, right? All of our, what we want our ultimate destiny to look like and how we're getting from point A to B isn't always easy. It's messy. But having the tenacity and the consistency to continue to show up every day, if you do have those goals and dreams that you're going after. Uh, speaking of two different shoes, uh, I think I remember correctly that recently you posted on social media that you actually wore two different shoes to work one day. I did. I did. I think that was a memory that came up, but I think I was like completely sleep deprived. It was, I think when I was like still breastfeeding my children and I literally had to leave super early one morning, I wore a wedge and a heel. Now the heel wasn't super thin. And so in my defense, like I couldn't feel a huge difference. And it was literally, I was at a, I went to work that morning super early and it was probably like a three o'clock meeting and someone whispered over to me and they said, do you know that you have two different shoes on? And I literally didn't know all day. And it was hysterical. I, I thought it was the funniest thing. But see, I shared that on social media because I'm like, listen, sometimes you can see, you know, the glam and the glitz and, oh, she won this award or she did this or she wrote a book. Like, it all comes with a lot of messes in between. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to admit that. Uh, one last question for you is if you had one piece of advice for anybody who is looking to start a, a side hustle, what would that be? I would say go for it. You know, because like we'll always, you always can find some reason not to do it, right? And wonder what if. And the doors that we don't open are like the times when we're going to have those regrets. So if you have that burning desire, um, if you have, because remember, your side hustle is your hustle, right? It's your, like, you can design it. If you want it to turn in like, and that's the beauty of like what my side hustle is. I can make it as much as I want. Like Julie said, I could quit my full-time job and do that full-time and make it into a magnificent, you know, journey. Um, but really saying, Hey, listen, I got to start somewhere. 
and no time is better than now. There's always going to be an excuse. There's always going to be, hey, my sister's getting married next month. I want to have kids. I want to, you know, start another business. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, but if you have this ability and you have the heart and the the drive to want to do it, just do it. Just go after it. Start researching. Start talking to people and build up your confidence. I would say that. Um, and whether that's through self-development, you know, having a mentor, whatever that is, because we all are so afraid of failure and not being afraid to put it out there and say, Hey, listen, and I, I've gotten to that point that I'm not afraid to put it out there and say, Hey, listen, I, this is me. And you know, you either like it or you don't, but not be being afraid. Cause let me say something, those people that are going to criticize you or question you or maybe see you fail or scrape your knees, they're not paying your bills. You're paying your bills. And at the end of the day, like, you know, they're, they're the ones that are going to be there. Who cares about them? They're probably not your true friends anyways. And um, so just don't, don't, don't let fear or time hold you back. Great. Well, can you tell our listeners where they can find out more about you? Absolutely. So I'm both on Instagram and uh, Facebook and it's Erica, E-R-I-K-A, Lee, L-E-A. And my last name is Rothenberger. I apologize, but it wasn't my last name. It's my husband's last name. 12 letters, R-O-T-H-E-N-B-E-R-G-E-R. And um, you'll see me in a fuchsia pink with blonde hair. You can't miss me. That's kind of my brand on social media. And I would love to connect with you. I'd love to share any information. If you're looking to get into a side hustle, if you just want some advice, um, I'm more than happy to speak with you and uh, help in any way I can. Great. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with us today and to give some tips to our listeners. It is really appreciated. And if you want to connect with us on social media, you can go to LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and you can reach us on our websites at sbpace.com or bizquickpodcast.com. Make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. We are available on all of the platforms. And while you're subscribing and downloading, like us and review us. We love feedback. And feel free to reach out to us if you want to be a guest or if you have a topic that you want us to cover. All that contact information is obviously there within social media and our websites. And we also have a book out. It's called Seriously Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. You can buy that on Amazon with paperback and Kindle. Thanks again. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this is BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.